Welcome to the Lend Academy podcast, session number 13. Today on the podcast, we are welcoming Don Davis. He is the managing partner of the Prime Meridian Income Fund. And that is a fund that invests in peer-to-peer loans primarily on the Prosper platform today. So I first met Don at a meetup in San Francisco last year. I was uh, quite impressed with what he'd been doing and wanted to get him on the podcast to give the listeners a bit of a different perspective here. We are going to learn about the, the challenges that institutional investors face when trying to put their money to work on these platforms. We're going to find out some of the details about his fund, a little bit about his strategy, where he is putting his money today and where he expects to in the future. And you know, we're also going to talk a little bit about the industry and where he thinks it's going. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Don. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, so why don't you just start off with giving the listeners a little bit of background about yourself. Uh, Sure. Uh, So I've been involved in the finance and investment management business in one form or another for the past 20 years. And and, uh, in about 2000, at the turn of the uh, third uh, millennium uh, there, I was um, a consultant to the finance industry. And I was one of those, uh, you know, know, at the time we were very good at at identifying trends, macroeconomics and technical analysis, analytics which has always been a strength of mine. I was one of those weird guys in 2000 that saw the writing on the wall and was giving <laughs> advice to financial firms, clearing firms, broker dealers, that we would enter a long-term secular bear market in equities over a 15, 20-year period where we would have a declining you know, price-to-earnings uh, ratios and kind of a flat to stagnant you know, um, market in equities. And so it was my recommendation to beef up their alternative divisions and focus more on alternative investments. And so that eventually led to the creation of Novus Investments, which is an alternative investment management firm, and later Prime Meridian Capital Management in the peer-to-peer lending space. Okay, so that was a pretty a pretty um, gutsy call back in 2000 because there was a people just you know, thought the party was going to go on forever, I, I remember back then. so Nobody listened. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. So yeah. then, um, so obviously you, you focus on alternative investments. When did um, peer-to-peer lending come across? Where did, when, when did it hit your radar? Yeah, yeah, good question. So we were researching alternative income for some time and didn't like a lot of the products that were out there. The intrinsic risk, in, in, in our opinion, was much higher than the stated income. And we liked lending a lot. Lending strategies, uh, we were familiar with the analytics. We, we liked the risk-reward ratio. We even considered at one time starting our, our own online payday cash advance entity at one point, and we would have funds that fed, fed into that. We eventually heard about peer-to-peer lending about three years ago, Lending Club and Prosper. At the same time, an old friend of mine took a job at Prosper. And so we researched the space extensively. Uh, we sat down with Renault and, and, and company at Lending Club and, and the prior management at Prosper and uh, was very uh, excited about what was going on in the space. And, and I even remember at one point offering both companies um, 250k in exchange for equity, hmm. uh, you know, from my personal account uh, and an offer to start a fund to become an institutional lender. Uh, both firms laughed out loud at the, uh, at the equity offer. 
Bummer. But, it would have, uh, it would have been good if they'd taken you up on it. <laughs> it would have been very good for me. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, they 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 advise that they only you know work with the big boys, uh, you know the VCs and mm-hmm. and the, and and the, and the you know major institutions and so forth. But you know we started a fund nonetheless, and uh, and that and that was uh, you know in early 2012. Okay, so then. Can you just tell us a little bit about about your fund? This is the Prime Meridian Income Fund, I presume you're talking about. Can you can you just tell us you know, how it's like what you invest in? Yeah, so you know we we invest in both whole and fractional loans. We do it through a, an institutional API. So we we you know we invest in all credit grades. It's a broad based diversified portfolio. Uh, we buy our fair share of, of double A's and A's, you know, the super prime. Um, we underweight some of the lower quality loans or reject or, or reject some of the lower quality loans as well. But overall, you know, we currently have a diversified portfolio of over 11,000 loans. It's very broadly diversified. If anything, it's tilted towards the higher quality mm-hmm. uh, side of the equation uh, versus the lower quality. And our goal is to manage the best risk-adjusted loans that money can buy, you know, through various stages of the economic cycles. Okay. Okay. So then you've got, so you've got 11,000 loans. That's, so it's not all whole loans, obviously. Correct. Okay. So, and is it, is it primarily on Prosper or Lending Club or a mixture of both? Yeah, we, we started off with Prosper. Prosper has been our primary and exclusive, uh, you know, provider of loans since inception. And they've done a great job uh, working with us. The service has been great, especially with with uh, you know the new management team, the Vermouths and 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 Suber and, and company mm-hmm. that came in last year. And uh, everything's been great there all along. We had long term plans of working with Lending Club. It was just you know Prosper in the early stages. You know we could we we just started there for one reason or another. We are looking to uh, begin working with Lending Club in the very near future. And we're also looking at uh, begin to begin working with Funding Circle as well. Okay, okay. So yeah. you're gonna. So right now, it's obviously if it's just Prosper, you're you're only in consumer loans. And you said you you have. So you go all the way across the spectrum from the double A's down to the HRs. Is that what you do? Correct. Except we have very very little HRs. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. About two percent. Two percent of the portfolio is HRs. So, but yeah, we're we're investing across the spectrum. Okay, so then who um, who are the typical investors who who come to you and want to invest in this fund? Family offices, uh, you know, high net worth individuals. We're we're getting a lot of interest from uh, investment advisors, especially advisors that have their own funds out there. Um, that's that's a, a very good match for us. And at Novus, our affiliate, we've been working with advisors for many years, so we do have a lot of experience and and mm-hmm. servicing advisors, knowing what advisors want you know, taking care of some of the reconciliations and things like that, that they look for when they, when they partner with someone. Uh, so fund to funds advisors, we're, we're starting to talk to a lot of bigger institutions now as well. You know, some of the, we're, we're even talking to a couple of regional banks and credit unions. Interesting. Uh, we're talking to, yeah, we, we're, we're talking to a couple of multifamily offices and, and so, you know, it's it just talk, but, but, but some of these larger institutions are very, very interested. After talking with us, they understand we definitely know what we're doing. We know the space very well. And they know that there's, a, you know, as, as you know, that there's, there's constraints. And, you know, if they want access to the space, sometimes, you know, that involves, you know, maybe them going through a few different, you know, uh, funds to get that access. Right, right. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then what, what is your minimum investment 
It's currently 250k, but it's increasing to 500k after May 1st. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. and and is this is a, is a structure a 3C1 fund, or how, how have you structured it? Yeah, yeah, it's a Reg D 3C1 fund limited to accredited investors. Okay. Okay. And then, so this is obviously the Prime Meridian Income Fund is just a part of of what you do. You're still you're still sort of maintaining your Novus Investments role. Is that is that correct? Yeah, the, the, the you know Prime Meridian was a, was was the outgrowth of our experience and success at Novus Investments. So it's managed. It's a it's an affiliate of Novus, but it's managed you know by the same staff, same management. So it's so in house. It's it's sort of like a separate division of Novus Investments, and it really does tie in neatly to what we do at Novus because Novus is alternative investment management firm. Right. So we do a, that's what we do. We do alternative asset allocation. So a lot of times that you know we're talking to a family, for example, and they want to allocate a portion of their portfolio outside of maybe you know buy and hold equities or fixed income or bonds. So it really does it ties ties in very well during those discussions. Obviously, peer to peer lending, um, you know, and prime meridian income fund is a big part of a, a alternative fixed income you know component. And then, it, and then we can talk about other stuff that they may have an interest in as well. Right. So your your clients might come along. You get a, a large family office, and they you know you, they might say, "Well, what else do you have?" So you can then point them to, "Well, we we'll take a big you know, a big chunk and put it in peer to peer lending, but we've also got you know other other alternatives for them as well." Exactly. Okay. Okay. Right. Got it. Got it. Yep. So then, how? What's the strategy for your fund? I mean, how are you? How do you pitch this to investors? Is it just you know, like alternative fixed income? What what is what is the strategy there? Well, it, it, you know, it, it depends on the context of the conversation. You know, it's not a it's not kind of a, a flat canned you know pitch when we're talking. But you know, there's there's a lot of you know informed investors out there, especially in the in the families and and high net worth individuals that are becoming aware of peer to peer lending. So certainly we like to figure out exactly what they, you know, what, what knowledge they do have. You know, are they, are they familiar with, with peer-to-peer lending? Have they mm-hmm. heard of Prosper? Have they heard of Lending Club? And so on and so forth. But um, depending on what they already know or don't know, we go into detail from there. But we, we look at this as, a, as an excellent alternative to a, the fixed income portion of their portfolio, not necessarily to replace it entirely. And that depends on the objectives and the overall size of someone's portfolio. But to, but definitely um, a very healthy alternative to to the fixed income portion of the portfolio. Right. So you you don't advise them to sort of sell all their all their bonds, or you know, you just you just say this is this is something that um, that can be a complement. Exactly, and, and and we've always shied away from that, Peter, over the years about telling someone what not to do, because right. you know we're not so arrogant to think we know exactly what the future looks like. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we, we you know, we, we never tell someone to sell all their stocks, sell all their bonds. But we, what we do say is a, it more in the affirmative is that we strongly recommend that you consider allocating some to this. What you sell or, or, or don't sell is really up to the investor. But to find a way to put this to put this asset class in their portfolio. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, so you talked a little bit about you know, about the, the, the constraints today. We all know, everyone who follows this industry knows how, you know, how popular this is with investors these days and the constraints mm-hmm. that that brings. Are you, are you growing as fast as you like or are you constrained as well? Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's, that's the question. I mean, we're, we're seeing steady measured growth. You know, it's very important to be able to scale 
in this business while at the same time being able to have very efficient utilization of cash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're, we're working it out. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's about communicating with, with our, our providers like prosper and, 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 and making sure we have the capacity based on, you know, how much uh, deposits and assets are coming in. And, and sometimes that means going to investors uh, that are looking to allocate larger amounts and having them phase in over several months. Right. Which is which is part of the business, and they don't, they don't seem to mind. They understand. I mean, if you want to allocate you know a large amount at one time, let's just phase it in over a few months, and then once you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're uh, you're you're neatly invested. But why why should we take your all of your 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 money now just so we can charge a management fee? And if we can't you know put it all to work very quickly, then we're going to have cash drag. That's going to water down the returns. And that's going to cannibalize the fund. So that's absolutely something we will not do. If right. we don't believe we can efficiently put that capital to work, you know, a very quickly and efficiently, we're not we're not going to take it. And we and we've had months in the past where we would just you know we 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 closed it to new investment you know very early in the month. Right. You know, so we we said okay, we're kind of at capacity this month, and you know, we were getting subscriptions uh, coming in and the email and, and, and fax, and we just we you know called the investor and just said okay, you know, thank you very much, but we're going to. You know, put you in, you know, schedule you in the queue for next month. Right, because you've also you've also got to reinvest all of the. I presume a lot of your a lot of your investors are just letting it ride and not taking the income out, and they're just, you know, you've got to then reinvest all of the all the payments that come that come back in. Exactly, and we and we offer three options immediately when they when a new investor comes into the fund. They can mm-hmm. reinvest and compound their principal and interest. They can take out their interest income monthly. We're one of the few, uh, you know, funds in the country that offer monthly income, mm-hmm. and they can also take out take out their pro rata share of principal and interest uh, monthly. And the fund cash flow is about three percent per month, you know, give or take ten or twenty basis points. And so um, that cash flow, that three percent cash flow per month, an investor can take out that that cash every month with a slightly declining balance right. um, each month, and they can change their mind any time with the one month notice. Mm-hmm. So, but but you're you're accurate that most of the investors are choosing to reinvest in compound, and, and but we do have a portion that like like the income every month, and uh, and that's that's fine too. Whatever the investor wants is fine with us. Sure. So, do you mind sharing um, like what how large your fund is today, and and what what kind of returns your investors are seeing? Yeah, we're we're approaching thirty mil now uh, in the fund, and overall with Novus and Prime Meridian combined, we're at about one hundred and fifty mil. Okay. Uh, when we started, we started intentionally very small uh, and slow and steady. We wanted to master the asset class and prove to ourselves and to the world that we can add alpha. Mm-hmm. And we've done that now. We we know we know the asset class in this space very very well. We know what we're doing now. And so now we're we're picking up steam a little bit, talking to more of the institutions, and and so we believe that number is going to you know pick up substantially here in the next twelve months. So yeah, so so just under just under thirty uh, right now. And what, what was the second question again? So what, and, and the returns the returns you're you know giving to investors? Yes, we've been averaging on the high nines for the past two years. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year we did nine point eight nine percent net uh, to investors. As you know, yields have been coming down, mm-hmm. and so if you look at the industry in the past three, in the last three quarters of 2013, the yields were marked down in each of those uh, last three quarters of 2013, and so the new inventory that we were purchasing, and this is true for everyone in the space, had lower yields uh, to it. So 
you know, going into 2014, and we and we're very transparent about this. We we always have been. We always will be. You know, yields are, will definitely be lower for everybody in 2014 versus 2012 and 2013. And so we're we're expecting you know somewhere in the eights, you know, depending on um, you know how things compound and things like that. But but the, somewhere in the eights, maybe mid high eights. Is is a good you know educated guess of where we'll end up this year and right. um, yeah okay so yeah because you I mean Prosper if you've been on Prosper I mean they their average interest rate has dropped dramatically from if you started in two thousand and twelve the average right back then was like eighteen nineteen percent and now you know now it's down to you know fifteen percent or or even lower in some months so so I guess that's that's been part of the equation the the average the average rates are going down so uh, investors it's definitely have to- part of the equation but but the other counterpart of that is that risks are also falling as well defaults sure. are falling this is yep. you know in, in in our quarterly report we just sent out recently to our investors we made that very clear that that yields have been drifting, but not because defaults are rising. That's very important yep. to point out is defaults are actually falling, risks are falling, and so the yields have been drifting down to kind of you know compensate for that. But there seems to be, and I'm not sure if you noticed, but there seems to be equilibrium in the, in the past few months. Yields seem to be uh, very steady now, and it, mm-hmm. and it seems like we, you know, we, we may have found a, you know, at least you know, you know, close to a floor in where the yields uh, are, at least for the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. So, let's talk a little bit about the industry and particularly about Prosper, since that's been your focus. I mean, you've mm-hmm. you've seen uh, you've had quite a wild ride if you've been on here for the last couple of years, and you know, so the the growth over the last twelve months has been nothing short of staggering at Prosper. How how do you feel about that? I mean, are you are you comfortable with their with their growth rate? Would you like to see it slow down or speed up, or where do you stand? I, uh, we're very comfortable with their growth rate. I mean, I, we think uh, they're, you know, they're handling the growth very well. We we don't um, want any company to grow too fast, you know, more than they can handle. Um, but we think, you know, both, you know, Prosper and Lending Club are are, are having very significant but manageable growth, and um, and I think Prosper's been doing a great job managing the influx of uh, of new inventory and new and new um, lenders that are coming onto the platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then as the, as the growth is happening, are you finding when you're when you're out there talking with investors that you don't have to explain this as much as you used to? That that you know back, I'm sure when you started, you would have had to just start from scratch with a lot of people. But are you finding that today, the people just coming to you cold, uh, they have a bit more understanding than they did two years ago? Definitely. I mean, and uh, and and re- we we noticed there was a big there was a big uptick in in understanding really around the you know April May last year, and I think right. part of it was uh, if you remember in the second quarter of last year, bonds took a big hit. Mm-hmm. You know, so so you know people were taking you know ten percent corrections in their bond portfolios, and during that time, I think a lot of investors and investment advisors were researching you know the market on you know where's it where's a safe place we can find yield. And peer-to-peer lending kept turning up on the radar, and, and that's when we first noticed uh, in, in the second quarter, a lot of the people we were talking to were, were interested. They already had some knowledge. They were doing their homework and research, and it certainly helps. I mean, we, we want you know investors uh, and the people we're talking to to be very educated and, and informed. But if they're not, I mean, we'll we'll take them through step by step, and we'll sure. point them to websites like yours at Lend Academy and and well, Prosper Lending Club. Yeah, our own website. There's a lot of resources out there that we can point them to. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. And, that, and, and just that second quarter last year also coincided with the big announcement with Lending Club. Being, had, they had an investment from Google, um, yep. which, which I mean, I know from my, my personal experience that, that that was one of the biggest traffic days that I've ever had and the day that was announced. And not only that, it seems like I, I hit a new level and I never went. It's just the number of people that started to follow the space as a result of that deal. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that was to me. I really noticed it that suddenly there was there was this more interest, and then you know, later in the summer you had they've you know the Wall Street Journal and the, and the New York Times ran front page stories mm-hmm. on the same day about about mm-hmm. this industry. So that's uh, that 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 helps as well. So yeah. Yep. So then let's switch gears a little bit. Like, what would you? When you're looking at at Lending Club and Prosper today, and I know you've you haven't you're just getting started on Lending Club, but I know you've obviously been following them for a long time. Where do you think they need to improve, or what what would or what changes would you like to see happen? Well, you know, it. it I mean, I mean, I, I would like to have unlimited access on both <laughs> platforms. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but Wouldn't we uh, all? yes. <laughs> you know, one one thing I I you know I always. Think that you know I do when when I'm dealing with uh, you know the partners and vendors is, is is put myself in their shoes, and and if I'm in their shoes and working on their side of the table, would I do things differently? And and um, you know, when I look at it that way from their shoes, I, mm-hmm. I really think they're doing a lot of things right. You know, we can't really you know knock what they're doing. We all want more access, right? We want unlimited access, but obviously they can't do that, and they they can't do that with everyone. Uh, because demand's very high, and there's there's only so much access to go around. So, if I can if I can just pick one thing though, mm-hmm. you know, here being on the spot, just 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 one thing that would be good with with any company is just you know try to be as proactive as possible. And I've I've communicated this. That would be the you know the the only thing. And I think when you're growing very fast, sometimes you're in this reactive environment, and right. and and sometimes you have no choice. Even if you have the best management team on earth. You're growing very fast. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of changes being made, and so you're you're, you're constantly in this reactive environment. And so, in a perfect uh, utopian world, you know, being more proactive versus reactive with things like, uh, let's just say, constraints. Like, for example, on the fractional platform, when they moved it down to 10%, right? You know, a cap on on fractional loans. In a perfect world, you know, if they would have gave us all 60 day or 90 day notice on that, that would have been wonderful. But you know that's not that big of a deal. It's it's they they had a decision to make. They had to make sure it was a fair playing field for everybody, and and uh, and we rolled with it. And it was and it was fine. Right. So yeah, you're on the other side of that. I mean, most of most of the Lend Academy readers rejoiced when that was made because it suddenly right. meant we had we had a little bit more access to the loans we wanted. But yeah, you're on the other side saying, well, this is this becomes that was a real a real drag for you as far as putting your money to work. I imagine. Right. Right, and we were we were a big participant, uh, and we were we're doing whole loans as well, but we were also a big participant in the fractional pool. And um, but again, we you know after thinking about it, and it, it makes sense. It, it uh, you have to have a fair playing field, you have to have a healthy retail base, and so we understood all. I mean, a lot of the decisions they make they they make total you know business sense to my mind, and and um, you know I would do the same thing if I were in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. Yep. So. 
before I let you go, I want to I want to ask you a couple more questions. One is like we're we're recording this on uh, on April seventeenth, and uh, mm-hmm. this is the day uh, the big news that came out that Lending Club has made their first acquisition uh, in the space. I, I I wrote an article about it on Lend Academy this morning. Wanted to get just wanted to get your take. What do you what do you think of this of this acquisition? I I think it's smart. I think it's a natural step in their progression towards an IPO. And, uh, you know, it makes sense to me. And we've been anticipating a four-bill-plus valuation with a lending club IPO this year. And this kind of puts it right up against that number. So it all makes logical sense to us. Right. And if they're going to, you know, if if lending club and Prosper are going to continue to grow, they have to pick up new, new areas of growth and that's going to include acquisitions naturally. Yep. Yep. Sure. Well, I, mean, I think if, if lending club were going to go, would do an IPO and, and um, right now, then you, you, you probably be spot on. But if with your $4 billion number, but if they wait till October or November, you know, the way, the way their valuation seems to be going, it's, uh, it's going to keep going. Maybe five bill. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. For sure. No, I, I agree. It's, it's, and then of course they, you know, as, as most you know, uh, companies when they're when they're planning an IPO, they want to time the market as well. You don't want to you don't want to IPO if the market's in a ten percent correction. Yep. You yep. know, so I'm sure they're 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 looking at those types of things as well. Right. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. They've they've always said they want to be. They've never said they're going to do an IPO this year. They've always said they're going to be ready to do an IPO this year. And so, right. yeah, that right. leaves that leaves their options open if if things uh, if things don't work out and it's not it's not a good time to to, to pull the trigger. Yep. So last question, what, what are your plans for the future of Prime Meridian? Are you, are you going to launch new funds? Where, where are you going to go with this, do you think? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very good question and, and something we put a lot of thought into. And we're exploring, you know, we, you know, the idea of doing a passive, a more passive uh, fund versus the current fund, which is a little more active. And, mm-hmm. and how we define active for those out there who don't, you know, it, it doesn't mean we're actively trading it, but it means we're actively filtering and choosing, you know, uh, what we believe are the best risk adjusted loans, whereas a passive approach is we just kind of buy anything and everything on the platform. Right. So we've looked at the idea of, of, of launching a passive fund in the future. Obviously, we have to be approved for a launch of the passive fund by Prosper or Lending Club, and we have mm-hmm. to make sure we have the access. We don't want to launch it and, and not have enough access. So for the time being, we're, we're putting all of our attention into the existing fund, one thing we can be very certain of, though, Peter, and this is very important, we put a lot of thought into this, is that no matter what we do, no matter what platforms we work on, whether it's Prosper Lending Club Funding Circle, whether it's a debt consolidation loan, or whether it's a, a, a business loan, there'll be one common powerful theme, and that it's all going to be high-quality, short-duration, prime debt. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. going to do any subprime debt at all. We're not going to go farther out on the risk spectrum. So many people right now in this country and, and around the world are chasing yield, and history is riddled with examples of, of painful lessons and tearful lessons of people that, that go too far out on the risk spectrum chasing yield, and, uh, and everybody wants that extra you know, point or two, and they're, going, uh, they're, they're, they're doing subprime, they're doing very low quality, there's business loans out there that, you know, that are, you know, that are taquerias and janitors and dry cleaners, and there's subprime individuals that own those businesses. We're not going to do that type of debt. Right. That's one thing we're very clear on. We're going to do high quality, you know, prime debt. And so the, any business loans we do, it's going to be very high quality business loans, fully collateralized by real businesses with solid assets and debt coverage ratios backed by a, a creditworthy prime borrower with personal guarantee. 
And so that's the common theme of everything we do, right, high-quality prime debt. That is a good point because, yeah, we, we don't have to go back too far to remember what kind of a debacle that can happen in um, when um, when people get too aggressive with with this stuff. So, And, you know, we don't know what the future holds, whether we're going to have another another financial crisis. And, you know, if, if you know, I'm sure this is your thinking too. I mean, if we have another financial crisis, the people that hold the prime, you know, the prime debt are the ones that are going to, going to hold that, you know, they're going to do the best while others will, 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 will have negative returns most likely. Right. Yeah. Well said. Okay. Well, on that note, yeah. I would, uh, I really appreciate your time, Don. Thanks for, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us and, uh, yep. I'll catch you at Lendit. Okay, thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Okay, thanks, Don. Bye. Take care. You know, I'm glad Don brought up that last point because I think it's something that is not talked about enough in this industry. A lot of us, myself included, are trying to strive for double-digit returns. And, you know, we invest in the highest risk loans. And if we get another major economic downturn or, or heaven forbid, we get something that was worse than what we experienced in 2008 and 2009, we are going to be hit the hardest, the people that are investing in the highest risk loans. Something to keep in mind, I don't think that uh, we should expect these 10% returns year in, year out. That just seems unrealistic to me. So on that note, I'll sign off. Uh, We are all done with uh, Lucky 13 episode on the podcast and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.